Of all the toy aisles and all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 161, for the week of Wednesday, the 25th of March, 2015. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Justin. And Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the Pop Culture Shock Judge Dredd one-quarter scale statue, and for our discussion topic, we break down the Hasbro Marvel Avengers Infinite Legends Series 1 Odin Build-A-Figure Wave. Well, welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for joining me on uh, yet another show. Good to be here, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome back, Eddie. Not for the company, for the... uh... Yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, thank thank you for having me back on. It was nice of you guys to uh, invite me back before my first episode had even aired, so all the hate mail and that doesn't mean nothing. I still get to come on one more time. That's right. We should have recorded like nightly and just got seven in the bag before um, the, the mail came in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Justin, can you hear us over the storm at your place? I can, barely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to move. We had a few technical issues just before we went on, so I'm trying to stay very still. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually remember it was about, oh, I think it was about the fifth episode of the show and we had Andy as a as a host and we actually had to stop because the storm he was up in far north queensland in australia and the storm was so bad on the roof of um, his house that we could actually hear it through all the earphones and things like that through his microphone and we actually we literally just stopped recording the show and just chatted amongst ourselves and waited for the storm to pass i remember we were all uh it was cool as a cucumber <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh, and how's things uh, going your way eddie uh, very good. I've been on uh, holiday all week, so it's been nice, relaxed. Uh, one of my favourite things in the world is to go to bed and not set my alarm. Nice. And uh, plenty of time to uh, catch up on the old hobby of doing toy runs around the place. Excellent. And read comics uh, unmolested. Yeah. I, I've been pretty slack on that. My uh, to-read pile keeps getting bigger and bigger uh, with each passing week. I tend to buy more comics than I actually read, but <laughs> I, I think that's common with most people. Well, I think Marvel should be taking care of that pretty soon because aren't they cancelling 30 titles or something? Uh, They are, but they're also bringing in 40 new ones and they just announced recently all the Secret War minis. Apparently, uh, depending on how they sell, they will become ongoing, so potentially all those minis could uh, be ongoings as well. So it might be time to do a bit of a stock take and see which ones I really need to stick with. Yeah, I'm an old fuddy-duddy, so I'll probably end up um, <laughs> dropping more than I, I pick up, so we shall see. Yeah. All right, well, we've had some good toy scores this week, I think, doing the rounds, so we'll talk about that a bit later. But um, how about we kick things off with articulated news? Dragon Ball Z, the saga continues. Cosmic evil is on the rise. You and your friends are Earth's only hope. Will Goku and Trunks' Super Saiyan power be enough this time? 
Gohan's in danger until Team Dragon Ball Z joins the fight. But wait, it's Evil Freeza. The Earth is still in trouble. Your friends are in for the fight of their life, but you won't let them down. The fate of the world depends on it, each sold separately. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We are not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And Justin, you're kicking things off, so over to you. Okay, my first bit of news is from Sideshow Collectibles, and it's the Green Lantern 6-scale figure. Uh, now, this is Hal in all his... Uh, and all his glory, so to speak. He has that um, mixed-media suit, so it's a little bit baggy in places. In some shots, it looks like he's borrowed his father's uh, suit to yeah. go and fight crime. <laughs> but the accessories, we get a pair of standing boots, flight boots, the glove gauntlets, uh, fists, grasping hands. There's a left power battery for the uh, holding hands as well. There's a right fist construct. I mean, all the all the add-ons that you could want. Um, now, the price is 219 and it is expected to ship in January to March of next year. So uh, he actually weighs just under two pounds. So, you know, it's uh, pretty impressive if this is your thing. But I don't know. It's uh, The suit kind of makes him look fabulous. It does, doesn't in, it? In some regards. But I, I, I'm not too sure about this. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of like they tried to go with the, the pattern on the suit because, you know, not having a pattern just looks really dull and makes it look like a mm. big Mego figure or something like that. Yeah. So they've gone with this sort of strange pattern through both the green and the black and it's um, in some shots it almost looks like he's got sequins. It does. It's, this figure's one that um, because Hal Jordan's actually a bit of a character focus of mine, uh, in collecting, and I've been back and forth every time I see it. Sometimes I'm a yes, I'm going to get it, and other times I'm a no. But looking at it in some of the shots from a distance, he doesn't seem too bad. So I'm thinking he might be one that I need to see in person before I make the decision on whether to get or not. Well, and to be fair, the the portrait is actually very nicely done. The head sculpt looks great. The mask is um, there's actually quite a bit of depth to the mask. It doesn't look like a really thin domino mask. It, it actually looks like it's something that you know he would actually construct if he had a powering. And I think the, the head sculpt is fantastic, but, yeah, I'm still trying to get past the... Yeah, and I think part of the problem is the mask is so good, and even uh, there's a close-up uh, photo on Sideshow's side of the boots, and they're really fantastic. And then because the chest green isn't matching those, it's yeah. sort of... Yeah, sending it a bit weird. I certainly do like the uh, the construct, like the huge fist. I think that looks fantastic, and that's kind of um, whether that's a a nod to the premium format statue, which had the same kind of thing going on. Um, yeah, look, I I just don't think I've actually really been blown away by any of the figures in this series. I wasn't blown away by Superman. I wasn't blown away by Batman. Um, I don't know. I'm just not quite feeling it. But then, to, to be fair, Superman didn't have this kind of um, sequiny look. So at least it's not mm. just a you know a, a run of the mill thing they're doing with all the characters. So you know, look when you got your Justice League assembled, he could uh, look quite good amongst them. Yeah, it's almost like scales, isn't it? Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's almost like he's borrowed Aquaman's outfit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm. <laughs> Same tailor. Yeah. All right. Well, in other right. scaled up news. Yes, uh, my next bit of news is 
from Gentle Giant. This is a um, continuation of their Jumbo 12-inch figures, and this is Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. Um, and uh, I don't know <laughs> what to say about it. seems that every company now is doing a, a sort of 12-inch uh retro expansion figure at this at this moment um it's up for pre-order at the moment from big bad and it'll set you back about 107 108 bucks um us he's set to arrive first quarter in 2016 um weighs just under three kilos so it's a fair chunk of plastic when you think about it i'm probably stirring up our next bit of hate mail and i'm going to be on you know some sort of hit list for gi joe fans everywhere but um this figure hasn't scaled up well at all. No, I think there's a reason they're three and three quarters to tell you the truth. <laughs> but uh, it yeah, works for uh, some things. Yeah, they're, they're they're fighting words a little bit there, Ben. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Joe fan, but um, sorry, I, mate. Sorry, mate. <laughs> that's uh, look. I I got to agree with you uh, here, and anyone who knows their Joe history will also know Snake Eyes was actually the cheapo. Uh, of the wave he was designed as part of the original 13 um to cost save uh, across the wave that's the reason he was actually all black wasn't to be um cool and stealthy but was <laughs> so that they could just paint him in one color Cheap so paint costs for other ones that's why he wears a mask yeah. um so they didn't have to do any face coloring or mm-hmm. um anything like that so he he really was never designed to be that impactful he just sort of caught on with imagination and um larry harm's brilliant writing of him in the comics yeah um but yeah this one um as much as i do love the original figure of commando snake eyes and to me i prefer my snake eyes with the goggles rather than the visor yeah Um, yeah, exactly this this one i'd prefer to have the original than um this super scaled Maybe it's just their promo shot. Like, I mean, it's very heavily photoshopped the way, you know, there's no decent background or anything. I mean, this guy just looks like he's a giant beanie baby. (laughs) He looks like he could be filled with sand or something. Like, he just doesn't have that sort of solid sort of feel to him. And, yeah, that that head is um, just not working at all. The one mark I'll be interested to see who uh, grabs these will be if the original G.I. Joe 12-inch collectors Mm. are... latch on to getting some of these characters finally for the first time in 12 inch yeah absolutely yeah and the thing is they're actually not cheap no Mm. all right well let's move on to something else then (laughs) okay well this is from super seven and it is an alien green slime figure so it's uh xenomorph as we all know (laughs) and it's cast in a translucent green vinyl with black paint rub now, it says that it's going to be available Friday, March the 20th, and I've gone through to the Super 7 website. And with the time difference, I don't think it's actually... Oh, here we go. Yes, it's uh, $50, but it's out of stock. <laughs> so, it was... Maybe it's coming, or maybe it's already sold out. So, I don't know this, if this is your thing. It's uh, it's pretty cool looking. I mean, the details are pretty, are pretty good, but I'm not too sure um, what to make of... Make of the old uh, alien green slime boys. What do you think? Wasn't these were the guys the first ones to do those sort of retro, weren't they? They got the they license were. to the original yeah. um, molds and started redoing. So I assume this is just a um, a, a variation of, of continuation. The figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I think it looks fine for what it is. I think the greens work quite well. So that translucent effect, it's all quite nifty. And you know, if you're a huge Xenomorph fan, you know, it might look good sitting on your computer, but. Um, 
He doesn't look like he, you know, fits in with much else. So I don't understand the, the green slime reference. Mm, if he had green slime, he'd yeah. sort of melt himself, wouldn't he, or herself? <laughs> <laughs> um, any uh, any mention of cost? Uh, well, it was fifty dollars. Oh, but, fifty. Uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it's sold out or is yet to be um, put on the site. So mm. at the mm. time of recording. All right. Uh, All right. My last bit of news is um, your absolute favourite uh, bit of uh, pop culture, and that's A Nightmare <laughs> Before Christmas, the select series, set of three. Uh, now, in this pricing, we have uh, $65.99 expected to arrive in August of this year. Um, so, Ben, I can see that you're going to uh, go along and, and get these straight away. <laughs> Look, I, it, it was a great film. I, I quite mm. enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was fun for the time. I just, I honestly just don't understand the, you know, the longevity with the merchandise. From what I, from what I read on the internet somewhere, um, it's apparently huge in the Asian market, like in Japan. Yes, uh, Tim Burton is huge in Asia. Yeah. Yeah, and so obviously people are still cranking them out, and you know, obviously Diamond feel the need to get in on the act and. I mean, they look great. Like the sculpts are amazing. Like, um, they are. Oogie Boogie looks fantastic. And, yeah. But uh, yeah, no thanks. No, so it's uh, Jack and Sally. I didn't mention as well. They come with um, with uh, environments as well. So articulations all there. And I mean, they look like they just stepped out of the movie. They're, they're very good sculpts. Yeah, and it must be a very dated franchise. Uh, franchise, very dated property now. I mean, that was a yeah. long time ago. About was, 15 years or so. Yeah, it was either 91 or 93, wow. I want to say. Nice. Wow. I remember being the only one in the cinema. <laughs> I was about oh, six or seven when it came out and went. Yeah, me too. And, and yeah, being, it was very, uh, I think it was the first time I'd ever been alone in a cinema <laughs> movie. Uh, all right. All right. It's always good to finish on a high note for everyone. So that's yeah. my last bit of news. All right, thank you very much for that, Justin. And continuing on in the news, I'm going to hand over to Eddie. So, Eddie, what have you got? So, first up tonight, what I have is the Maddie Collector Club 2000X update. Uh, so, this is for the latest add-on sub, which is based off the 2000X Masters of the Universe cartoon. At the time of recording this, the sub is sitting at 76%. I'd actually just forgotten to um, renew myself until we started <laughs> prepping here. So I literally just before we hopped on got my credit card out and signed up. So hopefully it's at uh, 77%. Good on you. Good on you. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's looking close to get through. By the time this episode is out, uh, we'll have finished. It's on the 23rd it wraps up. Uh, so it should be done by the time most people are hearing this. Yeah. Uh, can I just ask how this is comparing to previous ones in terms of percentages? Like, is that 76-odd, you know, percent with a couple of days left to go? Is that is that looking good compared to previous? Uh, yeah, to, to be honest, I haven't really got the data charts out and analysed it too much, but I remember a couple of the other <coughs> ones seem to be much more dire um, heading around this stretch. Um but at the same time, it's, uh, it seems to have been far fewer updates with this along the way yeah. um, this time around too. So it's it's always a bit hard to read. And this one, 
has been a bit of a weird one. I think this one's probably caused the least amount of uproar out of any of them. So without the uproar, there's not as much attention or chatter going on on the He-Man boards. Yeah. Uh, These are looking figures. Yeah, they are. And I think with this one, unlike uh, most of the other ones, you could sort of guess who was going to be in this wave. Yeah, well ahead as well. So, um, and speaking of which, they've just brought out uh, pictures <laughs> of Favius, uh, who's the last figure we hadn't seen um, in his full design at this point. So, uh, this is the first time we've actually seen all the figures in all their glory before the subs even uh, finished up and gone ahead. And so that's he, a, that's an interesting change on previous business model. Whether it was, you know, I'm sorry, you know, with the 16 month lead time, we can only show you three figures. Yeah, so this is a um, a bit of a different tactic. It's um, as mentioned last week. This is the first sub without uh, Toy Guru um, set up and involved. So obviously, there's um, some talk that uh, you know, with a different management change, things are being done um, slightly differently. Um, I'd also heard some things from some sources on the back end about the way, uh, these figures were produced, um, that's slightly different to other subs, yeah. um, coming through that might also be a reason behind them being, uh, brought out, um, this time early, um, in terms of these ones actually being produced well in advance. Yeah. Um, so there, there could be a couple of reasons why these ones have been brought out, but, uh, it's kind of nice seeing them all set up and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, one thing with Fabius though, that's quite weird. He's been revealed with a genie lamp. Okay. Yeah, which yeah. he never appeared with in the short appearance he had in the origin of the sorceress cartoon. So there's a bit of speculation going on between what that lamp might be, whether it's from the filmation episode where Skeletor became a genie to try and get the power of Great Skull, <laughs> or whether uh, because he's a very nondescript character with not a lot of background, whether they're going to make him a djinn uh, for his sort of backstory and his here. So it could, could go a couple of ways, but... Definitely a uh, interesting accessory piece he's been given here. Excellent, excellent. All right, moving on. What else you got? Next up, I have the uh, good friends at Funko. Uh, it's never news without them. They've revealed some Boondock Saints uh, license, so they've got Boondock Saints in both the pop vinyl and the reaction figures. So. Uh, that's a, uh, interesting line to bring out for those that don't know. Boondock Saints is a bit of a cult, uh, action film. They're sort of almost closest I could compare them is Catholic Punishers. Yeah. Uh, so that's from about 99. I think that film came out and it had a bit yeah. of cult following and got a sequel and one of the, uh, creepiest Willem Dafoe scenes you'll uh, <laughs> possibly ever see, uh, in that. But, uh, definitely probably one of their more lower budget end films i'd say that have ever been yeah for a funko one yeah this, this is another one of those properties that i just kind of go really oh okay because yeah i saw the movie years ago when i came out and yeah that was okay and i don't think i've really given it too many um you know too many thoughts since but um it's still it's like um um the big lebowski it just keeps turning up and turning up and people keep picking up the license to make merchandise and i scratch my head and wonder why yeah, it's one of these crazy ones. I, I got to admit, I found it to be one of those films that, as a young 
um, man, sort of angry at the world as a teenager, <laughs> was perfect and spoke to me. And trying to watch it again now, it doesn't necessarily speak to my same yeah. uh, views on the world a bit. But um, yeah, it had that Pulp Fiction sort of feel. Yeah, definitely an interesting one. Uh, and the other uh, license that they've announced and picked up uh, is the 21 Jump Street license from the new films with uh, Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. And we are getting some uh, pop vinyls of them, which actually reminded me a bit of the uh, uh, comic book guy Simpsons talk from last week where <laughs> having uh, Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum on similar body sculpts yeah. I actually can't really tell them apart, to be uh, uh, fully honest. The one I thought was Channing Tatum was actually uh, Jonah Hill, I think, by scrolling down yeah, yeah. Uh, slightly. So it's um, it's an interesting choice to for them to be wearing the same suit. But uh, I think this is where the pop vinyls start to show their limitations because they work with superheroes because they've got very identifiable costumes. You know, Iron Man is Iron Man, Hulk is Hulk, you know, big green dude, pretty easy. Um, it works with characters like Futurama, The Simpsons, The Muppets, um, very, you know, distinctive looks. But once you get into these human characters, um, if you had have shown me those pop vinyls without the actual box with the um, the title on it of 21 Jump Street, I, I would have absolutely no idea who they were. Um, and I think this goes for, for taking them out of the box. As soon as you take them out of the box and put them on your shelf, no one's going to walk past and go, oh, yeah, Jonah Hill. Yeah. It's going to be, oh, Roger Moore, James Bond, or... Well, yeah, yeah, because they kind of, they're dressed in their tuxes and, you know, they're in their finery. But then I, I would also say the same thing for um, the Boondock Saints reaction figures. Like, they look like the exact same figure with two different heads. Yeah. And, um... Why's uh, the father uh, from MASH carrying a gun now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to walk past and go, oh, hey, it's that dude from The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, some, some interesting choices, but I do know 21 Jump Street's become one of those crazy successful films that's mm. just made a gazillion dollars. So yeah. um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the start of a few things we start seeing from this franchise. Yeah. And I guess I, I, I'm still not buying into the whole reaction thing, and um, I, I still think the best thing about them are the cards, uh, the blister cards, but um, these blister cards aren't really sort of selling me at all you know they haven't sort of made them out to look like a you know of some sort of vhs tape or something like that um i mean boondock saints came out in the age of um dvds so yeah and i i I think there are some modern licenses that can work for reaction but they're very few and far but i thought the firefly ones worked all right because it's you've got sort of that star warsy vibe with them yeah. I don't think, yeah, they're a line that works necessarily for everything. And some of the lines I've done, I almost would have preferred them to do legacy figures rather than uh, the reaction Absolutely. ones. Yeah, same here. All right, well, moving on to something uh, completely different. What well, else is- we have the J. Scott Campbell uh, Black Cat statue preview. So this is part of their J. Scott Campbell Spider-Man line. So previously they've done Spider-Man, Gwen Stacy, and uh, Mary Jane. Uh, so they're adding to his list of girlfriends with a <laughs> Black Cat statue uh, coming through here. So that's her sort of posed in a bit of a uh, half-crouching, half-sitting formation, holding on to a Spider-Man mask and with a little white cat 
uh, on the side, yeah. bearing against her. That thing that's in her hands, it almost looks like a ball of yarn or something. It's got those kind of striations through it. Oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't actually uh, that up. The cat looks great. I think that's a a nice touch. I I think, I mean, I'm not a a huge fan of Jeff Scott Campbell's work. I mean, I I enjoy his work, but he wouldn't be in my kind of top ten, I think. But, um, look, I think he's done a great job here. I think it's a, a, well, he, he, you know, in the design. I don't know that he's actually sculpted anything. But um, that certainly complements the line quite well. Yeah, no, it's, it's the, all the pieces of him have been a beautiful work. I just, apart from that uh, JMS era of Spider-Man where he was doing the covers, mm. he's just, yeah, not really one of my go-to for Spider-Man yeah. uh, in terms of design. He's actually weirdly more G.I. Joe for me. Yeah. Mine's yeah. some maquettes of his G.I. Joe stuff, but... Um, yeah, he's he's one like I don't even think he actually even drew a black cat on any of his time at Spider Man. Yeah, his girls are pretty, so I can see why they. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to have adapted well to the three D form here because that's that's a nice looking statue. Yeah. Um, and so I think and, it's interesting yeah. if they because um, the last ones had notoriously high production numbers. They did mm-hmm. few of the other ones, which uh, Spider Man and Gwen Stacy still seem to be on sale now. So I think be interesting here to see whether they drop back the amount they actually produce compared to the other ones or if they keep it up yeah i guess that's a testament to the fans because it seems like their sales of the first three have uh, you know there's been enough of a justification to go ahead with a fourth figure so fans of that line will be uh, excited to add her to the uh, display all right. Well, thank you very much, sir. I guess uh, it's my turn to finish off the news then. And in my first bit of news, uh, no surprise to anyone, um, Hot Toys have jumped on the Avengers Age of Ultron bandwagon um, and brought us new renditions of um, our favourite Avengers. And Black Widow is up for order. Um, she will set you back about $220, US expected to ship sometime around Christmas 2015. And... Um, yeah, look, this is uh, our third go-round with ScarJo, and, or it might even be fourth, anyway. Um, and, you know, we've talked in the past about why their costumes have to change, uh, at, you know, in every new outing, cinematic outing, and I guess that's pretty obvious, and we're looking at it right now, and that's for uh, merchandising purposes. So we get uh, the Black Widow in her new costume with the blue piping, and it's a pretty serious-looking ScarJo we've got. She, um... She's uh, got a pretty, pretty grim, determined look on her face. Yeah, and the, uh, I, I mean, the film's not out yet, so it's hard to sort of compare, but the hair almost seems uh, very sort of much more orangey than a red yeah. colour. And... Yeah, and it's, um, it's proper rooted hair by the look of it too. It's not actually sculpted, so... But um, oh look, she looks pretty nifty. I think the the costume's starting a bit get a bit too busy. Like I think there's an awful lot happening with the the extra piping and the knee pads and the new wrist gauntlety things and stuff like that. But I guess it makes it um, you know unique enough. That it's this doesn't... is the uh, now Disney owns the property, the Tron crossover. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, she certainly. I, I don't know that this would be my favourite version. My hot, if if I was going to get a Hot Toys Black Widow. I think that face is just a bit too grim for me, but um, she certainly comes decked out with a few bits and pieces. She comes with um, a couple of very, very large guns, um, which I guess we'll find out exactly what's going on 
when we see the movie. She also, um, there's that scene in the trailer where she has those two extendable battens that sort of light up, which I guess, given her lack of firepower compared to the rest of the, the boys, they've obviously had to arm her up. And she comes with some handguns as well, which, um, and I, there's something else that I can't, it looks like some kind of a punch dagger, I think it is. That's, I don't know whether that's expected to go, but um, so you've got, yeah, the, the two sort of, uh, I guess it looks like some sort of um, M4 assault rifle that's got some extra bits and pieces on it. She's got her two batons. She's got, I think it looks like two grenades and the, the dagger and some, um, what is actually quite nifty is some energy effects that I get, that go around her wrists to give that sort of crackling energy feel. Plus, um, oh, at least eight hands, eight different hands. Yeah. So anyway, that's what you'll get for two hundred and twenty bucks, and go and check that out. So I guess um, we'll be seeing probably the rest of the Avengers start to come out fairly quickly because I don't think they're going to want to drag those out for too long. I think literally breaking news now as we're talking, they've just done the teaser for Hawkeye, so he looks like it's going to be the next one uh, coming through. Excellent. All right, well, still on Hot Toys news, and some people actually forget that Hot Toys actually make these guys, and that is uh, Cosbabies. And we have the Avengers Age of Ultron collectible set of uh, Cosbabies. And I don't know what kind of collectible set they're referring to, because it comes with um, two Iron Mans and two Ultrons, and then the remaining two figures are Captain America and Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which is, you know, completely perplexing because if I was going to buy this set for ninety dollars, uh, I wouldn't be asking for two Iron Mans and two Ultrons. Well, the uh, Cosbabies have always been a weird one for me. I don't particularly know anyone who's gone out and brought them themselves, um, but I tend to get free Cosbabies when I do an order through Sideshow. There'll be one packed away in the box um, that they've just given me. Random. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if um, it's. So I've only done a couple of orders direct charge <laughs> show themselves, but they always tend to have some sort of little freebie or gift, and I always tend to get uh, Cos Baby oh, uh, chucked in there. Yeah, I get the calendars. Oh, that's nice. Been, oh, I, I that's probably more useful than the grand scale. Yeah. The calendars are actually really nice. I've managed to have one every year for at least three years now. In fact, one year I got two, so I was able to just sort of give one away. So. But anyway, um, look, these are very, very stylized. If you don't know what a cos baby is, um, well, it's kind of hard to believe. Uh, sorry, hard to describe. They are very stylized. They have very sort of large eyes that sort of give them that very young, infantile look, which is kind of odd with Thor, given that he's got a beard as well. Um, but anyway, you get two Ultrons, uh, red with sort of, they're, they're both that sort of, you know, alloy looking Ultron, but with the red eyes, the blue eyes. You get Iron Man and his trusty, what are we up to, Mark 43 or something like that, the red and gold. Yeah. And um, that version that I don't know, which is the um, blue and white, I think they're calling it the Iron Legion. So, but anyway, Ultron Sentry, Ultron Prime, Iron Legion, Iron Man, uh, 43, Captain America, and good old Thor, just boring old Thor. So they'll set you back ninety US dollars, and they'll be out sometime around October two thousand fifteen. All right, and moving on, uh, next bit of news is uh, the Mezco license for Chucky, aka Child's Play, uh, continues to chug along. Um, this is a bit of an odd one for me because um, I don't know. It seems every now and then 
we are actually reporting on a new Chucky doll and I kind of lose track of them all because um, they've done so many now that I think if you're a Child's Play fan, surely by now you must have your preferred Chucky figure sitting in your collection and they keep making them. So. Yeah, I, I, I think this was Scott added this on here just to disturb me. <laughs> this, is, this is one of my phobias is uh, Chucky is a... Um, creature of my nightmares so uh, <laughs> i'm not even bringing up the window on this fella here yeah well look this is a i actually can't even remember how tall tucky uh, tucky chucky is but um this one is 15 inches tall and probably the cool thing about this is he talks so he uh he has uh all the electronics to make him say um hi i'm chucky i'll be back i always come back get off my knife now the first thing we have to do and then followed by an evil laugh etc etc so um, that's pretty cool. Like most of the the sort of large Chucky figures that we see are fairly sort of generic, um, but the uh, talking ones probably even more horrendous for poor Eddie. So we won't talk about yeah. that too much. Um, he'll set you back about ninety five dollars, and uh, will be out around uh, sort of September two thousand fifteen. But it's a nice looking figure. It's it's well sculpted. It's the uh, I guess we'd refer to him as the battle damaged. Chucky with all the scars and all that sort of stuff and, and um, staples and things like that. Does it uh, say if it's the actual Brad Dourif um, voice or? I didn't actually see that. No. I'm sure there's a contingent that are uh, already uh, onto this. Uh, a friend of mine's a big Child's Play fan. Um, all right, my last bit of news is the DC Collectible solicitations for October 2015. Um, I don't think there's actually anything new here. Most of this stuff we saw um, as a part of Toy Fair. Uh, what we do get to do, do get to see, though, is a few more details plus some prices. And one that I think that surprised a lot of people was the Batman, the animated series Batmobile for that new six-inch uh, animated line, uh, which was pretty darn exciting. So this sucker is two feet long, uh, runs on batteries, and is $100 US dollars. And I think it looks pretty damn sweet. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful piece. I'm already uh, looking at shelves now <laughs> uh, in which I can bring in to place it on because it's going to be a hard one to resist uh, when it comes through. One in these uh, solicitations I'm, I'm looking at that I think might end up being a bit of a hot uh, pick is all of the girls that I work with seem to have fallen in love with Felicity Smoke from oh, yes. <laughs> the TV show. And um, it seems to be she's become a bit of a cult character and they've given her um, an action figure here in this form, which is generally quite rare for females, particularly ones uh, not in costumes. So Absolutely. it's good to uh, see a strong female character out there getting um, some attention. But, yeah, I think, yeah. She, think she might uh, end up being a bit of a harder one to come by. Uh, later on yeah. she hits. I think I know a few people who don't collect figures, but uh, we'll be putting her on her desk. Absolutely. My uh, my wife and I watch um, Arrow, and she's a big fan of Felicity, so I think that's um, yeah, uh, credit to the writers for making such a strong character that really doesn't have you know much of a wow factor in terms of, you know, she sits at a computer and that's really all we really see of her, so... Um, one thing I'm going to note is um, with the Batman animated line, they've given us um, some uh, some more details on the, the packing extras with characters like Nightwing, who comes with um, swap out hands and uh, his equivalent of a batarang, etc. But I don't know in that solicitation, those ankles, 
he looks like he has the tiniest feet ever. And I just, wow, I'm just wondering how that figure is actually going to stand up. Um, and it looks like they're articulated too, which is yeah, very, yeah. That makes me very nervous because he's got the smallest feet of anyone we've seen so far. And uh, I don't think there's even room for a sort of a peg hole. So even if he came with his own stand, he might be looking a bit um, yeah, precarious. But um, anyway, all right. Well, moving on, there was uh, a couple of actual um, busts and uh, a couple of statues that we saw. And I think the one that impressed me the most was the, uh, the DC Comics Bombshells Catwoman statue. And this, to me, is probably what the Bombshells statue is about. Um, you know, this, I can actually imagine this particular image rendered on the side of a, you know, a Lancaster or a, you know, B-29 bomber or something like that. Um, this has actually got the, a real feel of that sort of, that classic sort of cheesecake. So it's, um, it's Catwoman dressed, I guess, um, I don't know, has she got that secretary thing happening, maybe? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that secretary, may, maybe a little bit of um, headmistress or something, but oh, yes, very prob- nice. probably along the secretary line more. Yes, so she's wearing her little black dress with some some classic sort of stockings, etc. She's got a, a cat sitting on her shoulder and uh, she's got a... And what, what I think is very interesting is she's actually got a... Um, what do you call it, a cigarette in, a, in a, one of those long holders. And uh, I thought they were very anti-cigarettes these days in comics. So that's a, an interesting design choice. Yeah, because down further on, you've got uh, the Constantine, who's, you know, quite famous as a smoker in it. And he's got a cigarette lighter in his hand, but I don't think they've uh, let him have the cigarette. Mm. get away with it, but uh, yeah, that's a good pickup. It's a nice statue, the, the one of Constantine, $125 on sale in October. Uh, very nice base. He's standing on um, standing on the floor of like his, his uh, you know, Sanctum Sanctorum and there's all these uh, sort of demons trying to get out from underneath, so very nice. Um, what I actually like the design a lot of, but um, will definitely not be picking up, is the, the Gotham City Garage Harley Quinn statue. Um, this is the second statue in that series where we saw Catwoman on the bike and um, not my preferred design of Harley or anything, but I just think it's a really nicely executed statue. She looks like she's sort of, um, you know, in a bit of a slide on the bike and about to um, hurl a bomb. Um, yeah, nicely done. Now, I'm not a uh, motorbike expert or anything <laughs> like that, but I would hope that the bike she's on is some sort of uh, Harley <laughs> Davidson just for... <laughs> uh, Harley reference there. Yeah, that's right. Oh, good point. Good point. Nicely done. This is a massive statue. It's um, 15 inches long. This one, and uh, well, yeah, it's got the price to go with it. It's 350 US dollars um, on sale, October 2015. So, um, anyway, I'm going to fast forward to my last bit of the DC news with something that I was actually quite impressed with, and that's the um, the DC Comics Cover Girls Red Lantern Blaze statue. Um, and I really have to give him credit for this one. I was getting pretty sick of um, the assorted uh, reboots with this line um, and, and releasing characters we'd already seen in sort of the Adam Hughes-inspired series. And so to, to go with um, someone like this, who I think is really quite unusual, um, and Bleas is, of course, one of the Red Lanterns. She's the, um, the crazy chick with the weird skeletal wings sticking out of uh, her back, and uh, I think this is a great-looking statue. The bones are 
beautifully done. They're yeah. really fantastic. They've definitely uh, gone in and given it that nice uh, shading work to give them that realistic effect, but they're, they're wonderful. Yeah, I think she's going to be a pain in the ass to display because I've got all my CoverGirl statues on one shelf and they're actually fairly tightly packed and those wings aren't going to... Um they aren't going to help, that's for sure. And that's going to be one that, uh, because there's no um, extra anything between the uh, wing bones, if that mm. uh, takes a tumble, oh, yeah. that's going to be a bit of a glue work, I'd imagine. I think that's one definitely. Uh, open it in your comic shop to make sure all those bones are intact Yeah. Uh, before you walk out. All right, well... All right, well, that wraps up the Articulated News, and we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. Warmest greetings to you all. This is John back with another edition of Name That. We're going to put last week's sound right here. Are you ready to attack? Level two, computer system is go. Engine room, we have full power. Level three, missiles loaded, let's go. Prisoner secured. And our good friend Hellbot actually knew what this was. He knew that it was the G.I. Joe Mobile Command Center. Um, he went through a lengthy explanation on how his logic got him there. But uh, he worked out in the end, and he knew what that was. And he did much better than I did because I didn't, wouldn't have recognized it because it didn't sound like a G.I. Joe commercial to me. So, good for him. And uh, just to give him another challenge, and everybody else will put a new sound in right here. Spring into action with your awesome Mega Cave. Then... Transform your belt into a motorized rapid-fire launcher and take out. One more time. Spring into action with your awesome Mega Cave. Then transform your belt into a motorized rapid-fire launcher and take out. And if you think you know what that is, you can be like Hellbot. Go on over to AFB Forum. That's AFBforum.com. And you sign up. And if you get it right, you get points. And if you get enough points, um, I think you can get... Um, I don't even know what you can get anymore. I will have to check with Scott and see what he's given out this week. So, uh, but you can get points either way. And if the audio version is just too tough, come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays where we play the picture version. Same kind of deal. You look at a picture, you guess what it is. And if you get it, get it right and get some points, go on over to AFB form and you can get, make the guess there. So until next time, this is John saying peace out. The incredible G.I. Joe Mobile Command Center, and it's hunting for Cobra. Three levels of awesome Cobra-chasing, Cobra-fighting power. Level one, Arjun ready to attack! Level two, computer system is go! Engine room, we have full power! Level three, missiles loaded, let's go! Prisoner secured. Go, go! Let's move out! Mobile Command Center comes with driver, other figures and vehicles sold separately. Some assembly required. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. And these might be new releases, or we might talk about favourite or bizarre items from our collection. And, Justin, it's just not quite straightforward, is it? Tell us all about it. 
No, it is not straightforward. It's a bit left and around the corner, This the way this worked out. So um, I should preface this by saying I'm not a statue collector. <laughs> <laughs> I have admired the hobby from afar. I've been part of this show. I get to see the very cool um, purchases that uh, Ben and Scott make on a monthly weekly basis <laughs> and I've always admired from afar one of the statues that I did admire from afar was the 2000 AD Judge Dread diorama that came out from pop culture uh, collectibles via sideshow and I'm, I absolutely missed the boat on it and at the time there was no way I could have been able to first store him anywhere or have been able to justify the five hundred dollars uh, for the exclusive or the four hundred for the normal, the normal version. So, just a little bit of a backstory. I got a cryptic message from Ben <laughs> what, about three weeks ago to say, um, "Do you live anywhere near?" Uh, uh, well, I can just say your miner, which I do, which is about fifteen to twenty minutes away. And I'm like, um, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> he said he sent me a link to the uh, to an eBay auction of. The, this statue and all it said in the description was statue <laughs> and there was a photo of Judge Dredd. So I'll go through a little bit of the backstory. I hopped on there and it was um, buy it now for 140 and I went, oh, should I be a bit sneaky and try and get it for even less? So <laughs> I sent an offer for 120 and then left it and I went, oh, no, I can't do that. I'll just buy it now for 140 So I went and bought it and paid for it straight away with PayPal. And anyway... Um, there was a bit of back and forth with the buyer about I'll just come and pick it up because I didn't want obviously didn't have to send it. It's only fifteen minutes up the road, so I went I was gonna organise to pick it up. And I I thought I'd stated that quite clearly in the back and forth between the seller and myself. And anyway, something got lost in translation and he cancelled the auction, refunded my PayPal uh payment, and then said, Oh, Sorry, mate, I can't ship it to you. So I'm a bit of a panic. I go, no, no. I sent him a a message back straight away saying, no, I want to buy it, but what I'll do, I'll just come down and, you know, give you the cash and then pick up the statue. And he was like totally blown away by this proposition. And I'm like, well, I I can't find any other easier way to sort of make this transaction happen. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's no worries. Um, What time will you be here? And I said, well, in the three messages I've already sent you, I said I'll be in the area about 10.30 and it's no problem for me to come past and, and give you the money. So I was real sort of baby steps sort of with the, with, the, uh, with the owner of the statue and once I got there, it was all, it was all okay. Uh, um, there was a couple of things, as you can imagine, with the description of just statue. I was a bit worried about what the statue would, would be like until I got there and had every sort of sort of sense and meaning to sort of like look at it and then go, oh, I don't know if I want this now. <laughs> but there were a few things missing. Um, the baton is missing and the bullet spray effect is missing. So keep that in mind while I launch into a proper review now. So I will start once, I, once again. It's the 2000 AD Judge Dread diorama. This is the non-exclusive version. So it's the one with the... Uh, call me Kenneth Robot from the uh, Robot Wars, which was basically the first extended sort of saga in the in the Dread um, programs. So it was a collected uh, continuing story, and uh, Call me K- Kenneth was the main protagonist robot who sort of 
made the machines rise against man and, and was up to dread to, to take him out. Now, the exclusive version comes with Sharky from, I believe, it was from the magazine issue, and I think that was, I think that it was titled Chicken Run, where Sharky is introduced and there's a good uh, battle between the judge and himself. Anyway, that's enough of that. <laughs> so the company is Pop Culture Collectibles, um, and it was released through Sideshow. It's no longer available to purchase, and from memory, uh, it was released in 2012. I acquired mine just a few weeks ago. So it is a statue, and it is a great whopping statue because the diorama itself uh, weighs about three kilos, the diorama piece at the bottom, I should say. Um, now, the piece itself is like the badge that uh, Dread wears, the, the eagle badge, and from memory it comes from the... Um, their Hall of Justice sort of thing they have as well. And what it is, it's a cracked <coughs> diorama of the eagle. So just the detail for that is outstanding. I'm just going to uh, pick it up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's got the it's got the stars. It's got the rubble. It's got um, girders sticking out of it. When I turn it over, I can see that mine is 176 of 300. Wow. So that's for, yeah, that's for the non-exclusive version. Okay, so... Um, it was, it was $140 for me. So that was a, a bargain within itself. And I probably owe Ben a bunch of flowers for his effort. Um, I've had a look around and, and this statue can go anywhere up to $800 on the secondary market for the exclusive version. Um, now for packaging for mine, it was basically wrapped in a towel. So I, I didn't get the box. Um, I didn't even get bubble wrap. I had to make two trips back to the van and wrap him up in a few jumpers and things like that I had in the car because, um, as you can imagine, with the description just being a statue, there was no packaging involved. <laughs> Did you get any explanation as to the missing bits in the box? And um, No, they were just too small and he lost them. <laughs> so that was about all I got. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I've had a look online and the box is a stock standard uh, box with the foam inserts, but um, I don't have it. <laughs> Now, I'm going to talk about Sculpt for a second. Now, the Sculpt, I think the hardest thing to do with Jet, uh, Dread Brother, is the um, to transfer the helmet and the jawline size across and make it look convincing. Mm. And this is done perfectly. This is done in, Jed, in Dread's uh, grizzled jawline. His uh, teeth are just showing through in his typical sort of sour mouth <laughs> posed. Um, I'm going to go down a bit to the armour. And the eagle um, shoulder pad is just—it's—it's uh, it's exquisite. <laughs> it's uh, someone has a, a a lot of talent. And saying someone, I I searched and searched for the actual sculptor, but I couldn't find anywhere who the actual sculptor was. Yeah, going down to the chain that joins uh, Dread's badge. It's uh, it's perfect. I mean, it has a loop in it. Uh, the zipper, the zipper detail in his jumpsuit that comes down to his belt area is just it is uh there's not a, a would you say a rung of the zipper missing it's just perfect um from from every angle uh dread is very good the the, the boots with the pockets with the sculpting to the toes uh the sorry the the front of the boot uh section as well the knee pads um you can't really fault it and i've, I've uh, set it up and looked at it from every angle and it's just um it's just an amazing piece. There's not one section of this statue where they've missed a beat. 
the wrinkles in the in the jumpsuit are, are spot on. Mm. You know, the, the gloves, the pouches, the badge, the um, the belt buckle, the helmet. It, it's it's uh, it's absolutely perfect. I think the helmet is the thing. If they mess that up, you know, it wasn't going to continue on. And Judge has a sort of um, he always comes off as a, a skinny sort of guy with the armor that makes it look sort of ridiculous the way it's meant to. And uh, it really conveys that as it comes across in the sculpt. Now, as for the colour choices, Dread sometimes has a different colour um, gloves, a different colour green, I should say, but this darker sort of green really really sets it off. You know, I think if they went for that lighter sort of green, it would have put off the sort of class to the statue, if I could say that. Um, now he has a sort of shiny area to the sort of metallic, um, twinge and they've done that to pick up the highlights from the helmet as well to continue on into the uh, jumpsuit itself um, so obviously there's no points of articulation for this but what he, he does come with he comes with two different law givers now I've had to put the small one in and it's joined by a magnet that fits in the actual wrist so the wrist pops out and the magnet fits back in that way um, the other law giver from the seller was was uh, broken the um, the end of it is broken and the bullet spray is missing. Right. Yeah, and, you know, that really sets a statue off with a big lawgiver, but, you know, for $140, I can't really complain too much. I went straight on to, um, to uh, Sideshow to see if they had any replacement, and they, obviously they don't have any left. It's all sold out, so mm. I couldn't get onto that, and I couldn't get a baton either, but I've since come across a way that I may be able to fix the baton uh, or make one from scratch, I should say. Um, now, not being exclusive, I was given the head of Cormie Kenneth and the arm. So there's a slot in the base where the head fits in. Uh, Judge Dredd's left foot sits on Kenneth's head and there's another uh, piece that fits into the diorama section to the bottom as well and it fits in there very securely. Um, it, the statue, when you put it up, looks like it has a lean on it and it looks a bit scary to leave it anywhere for too long. Um but being polystone, you know, I want to be extra, extra careful with it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's all I can really add to it because I can't go into the, um, the other gun because it's broken, you know, I don't want to give it any sort of unfair review from that sort of side of it. But, um, what can I say? It's something I never thought I'd own this particular statue and without the help of Ben, which I must say thank you again. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was able to purchase it for a very decent price. I'm very lucky with a few purchase of a, purchases I've made uh, recently, and I do believe that Toy Karma exists. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to jump in for a tick on the sculpting of it, I wouldn't be able to say 100%, but I'm, I have an educated guess. It was a guy called Jerry McCalso who, because um, Pop uh, Culture Shock, uh, is basically the guys who used to run, uh, soda toys. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Jerry was the fella who did the street fighter figures. And looking at the sharky of the exclusive in the pictures and that, it looks very much like his yeah. style. And he still works for him. So I might be thinking it might be Jerry's work on this one. Very yeah, nice. Excellent. So, Mr. Justin, you're going to go for a dolly rating? For anything, basically, because it would be unfair to judge the uh, baton and the other gun. <laughs> Was that a pun, Judge? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I am going to have to give 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 
Oh. It's not only because it's a character selection and one of my personal favorites. It's because how can I, how can I fault perfection? <laughs> ten, out, 10 out of 10. I think the internet is starting to break down. Like, I think that's the beginning <laughs> of the end as we know it. I'm just glad Scott's not well, here. Yeah, so I can imagine the crap I'd pop from him. But, uh, yeah, and uh, once again, Ben, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's cool, mate. Now, I have to ask, uh, are you leaning towards uh, possibly adding Judge Death when he's available? Mm, well, I have been looking and I have been hovering. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, once, once upon a time there was no Judge so it's a very good time to be a, a Judge Dredd uh, collector. And I'd hate to see this wave go without uh, collecting everything that was on offer. Fair if, enough. If that answers Fair your question. <laughs> very nice. All right. Thanks, mate. Well, no. that wraps up the Toy of the Week. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. and the heavily armoured EVAC fighter. Send in the Marines! Blast them! Yeah! And bottle them! And it's bye-bye bug, each sold separately. Aliens! We're all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made. And uh, I reckon I'm going to throw this one over to Eddie. What have you picked up, sir? So I've been having a good week. As I mentioned, I've been on leave and been able to do a few toy runs of recent. Uh, so I spent pretty much a whole day doing bus transfers <laughs> and all sorts of things, trying to hunt down. I'd heard the Marvel Legends Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 3-pack had hit. Oh, so yeah. with uh, Coulson, Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Very and nice. I uh, finally found one in some suburb I'd never been to before <laughs> and had no idea a shopping centre existed, but they had a Toys R Us there and found that. Uh, also picked up the Karai and Stockman, which were the last turtle figures I was looking for, uh, at least up until this week when I found out the new uh, Mystic Turtles variants that are hitting yeah. are actually from the TV show, and my rule with them is that if they're on the show, <laughs> I buy them. And, yeah, so it looks like I've got four more now to grab, but they seem to be in a few places. So. Yeah. Shouldn't be too bad. Uh, and today I just picked up the McFarlane Assassin's Creed uh, Edward Kenway in his Maya armor. So he's from the Assassin's Creed Black Flag game, which has been my uh, game of choice this week. So cool! it uh, inspired me to grab him off, and he was one of the last of the Assassin's Creeds I was missing. And my uh, Masters of the Universe Classics uh, March Order arrived with uh, Ula the Jungle He-Man, and Huntara, uh, the bounty hunter. But my favorite part of it was actually the, uh, Ula came with the original classic He-Man head sculpt, which oh, is yeah. a, uh, new head sculpt for, uh, He-Man based off the original 80s toy. And it's almost spot on and it's become one of my favorite things I've gotten in all year. I've just been playing around with my He-Man figure again, like he's brand new <laughs> with his head sculpt. So, uh, very high recommend on that one. Very nice, very nice. So uh, I'm sure we can probably save the um, the Marvel Legends 3-pack for a time where we'll get you to do a review, but um, just your quick thoughts on the 3-pack. Is it Does it look like some sort of hatchet job where they've just quickly, you know, hacked them together out of existing pieces or have they made a bit of an effort with the Coulson head sculpt and stuff like that? 
The uh, Colson head sculpt's actually really good, uh, particularly the one with glasses. Even though he doesn't tend to wear them too much, that's kind of the iconic one that works quite well for him. Mm. And his suit sculpt, I think, is one of those rare cases of it's the suit design for the Chameleon Marvel Legends figure coming out oh, yes. later that they've purposed for this. So it's a reuse of a buck that they're um, coming back to yeah. <laughs> um, at the moment, which has uh, only been two or three times I've heard of that actually happening, that the reuse comes out first. But yep. it's a lovely um, suit one, and I could see a lot of customizers uh, grabbing him just for uh, that the Nick Fury is pretty much the Red Skull yeah. uh, that we'd gotten in the Captain America wave. Uh, so much so his hands even the uh, Cosmic Cube one. Right. And Maria Hill is uh, pretty much the Black Widow from the Captain America wave uh, with a new head and some new uh, lower arms. Okay. Oh, that doesn't sound too bad. I mean, at least the figures there, you know, they're hacking her, um, uh, you know, nice sculpts. Yeah, and their head sculpts and uh, all three are beautiful. Mm. Oh, very nice. All right. All right, Justin, what about you? Um, I, I also got some Marvel Legends uh, in as well. I got the, the Odin Wave. I got Captain Marvel, Machine Man, and Scarlet Witch. And I was also able to get another super deal from eBay, and that was Super Grover from Palisades, <laughs> the 2005 nice. exclusive. I paid a princely sum of $30. Very oh. nice. So I am very happy. It was one of my grail items. <laughs> oh, I'm very jealous of that. That's mm. very nice. Yeah. It just goes to show you, you you wait long enough and something comes up eventually. <laughs> yeah, the long game's always the, the key. Best. It is. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I also uh, scored pretty much the same sort of stuff. I got my, um, I think we'll talk about the exact title a, a bit later in the discussion, but I got my Odin Wave as well from the fantastic Mike S., um, and like Eddie, I picked up uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from Playmates, the um, Serpent, Karai, and also the, the Stockman Fly. So um, every now and then I think, you know, my local stores aren't really getting them in and the, the, the stock levels really start to drop and I think they're giving up on Ninja Turtles. And then suddenly a new batch comes in and usually between a couple of stores I can stay relatively up to date. So, um, yeah, I'm doing pretty well and I, I don't feel the need to run off to Amazon anytime soon. What did uh, you think of Karai? I was actually a bit surprised in the way they did the head. I was expecting it to be a swappable one, but a bit of a mask. Yeah, yeah, she's got that sort of, um, yeah, it's almost like a helmet, isn't it, really? It fits over the existing um, human head. I think think she's a nice-looking figure and she's sculpted really well. My only disappointment is this is one of those figures that really shows how cheap this line is because... um, She's obviously got sort of snake-like arms and a snake-like body, um, and it's just done in, you know, that generic grey plastic with no wash of, or highlight of any kind whatsoever. Um, and it's it's figures like that. You sort of go, yeah, they, they are doing these on the cheap. Yeah, but, it's um, the, um, the new Mystic ones that I was uh, just mentioning before. If you see, there's some clear stuff on that that was meant to be painted that they've just mm. decided not to, like some of the bandages on their arms and that are just their flesh green and yeah. things. And it's, yeah, it's starting to stand out a, a bit more now than it has in the past. Yeah, and it's a shame because they've gone so deep with this line. I'm amazed at the number of figures that they've actually done. It's It's very, very broad and it doesn't, Look like it's slowing down anytime soon with, um, you know, Napoleon Bonafrog and, and a few of those um, uh, 
yeah. still to come. So, but look, I'm still enjoying it. I love the cartoon. I, I think it's fantastic. So. Yeah, I just caught the uh, Napoleon Bonafrog episode this morning, <laughs> and that uh, had me rolling on the floor. I was not expecting him to go that direction, but it was. Yeah, yeah. and it sounds exactly like him too. Like as soon as you hear it, you know who the actor is. So, uh, very good. All right. Well. If no one has any other items to report, we will move on to our discussion topic of the week. Look out! It's Jackie Chan! Oh no, Shadokan! I have to split! See you round! With Jackie Chan, the high octane martial arts never stops! Shadowcon can fly! What goes up must come down! Action packed figures from Jackie Chan Adventures, each sold separately. Well, for our discussion topic of the week this week, we are looking at Hasbro's Marvel Avengers Infinite Legends Series 1 wave of figures, or as uh, we've been calling it, the All Father wave, or the Odin build-a-figure wave and uh, Hasbro are certainly enjoying a resurgence with their Marvel Legends there was a bit of a uh, a glitch there in, in the last couple of years with uh, announced figures that haven't made the light of day and for many of them still haven't but um, they certainly have been pumping out a couple of waves thick and fast and uh, this is actually their first Avengers Infinite Legends series because we have had the Spider-Man and the Captain America uh, series and well, I guess this one has a little bit of a uh, an Asgardian feel to it. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick look at each figure and get a bit of a roundtable opinion and see what we think. And we're going to kick things off with um, a gigantic figure, and that is the Marvel Now Thor figure. And, uh, Eddie, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I love him. I'm a, <laughs> uh, I'm a big geek for clever buck reuse, and this is the uh, Heroic Age one with basically three new parts added on him, but he looks exactly like the Jason Aaron run, which I uh, do quite like, so big fan of him. Yeah, look, I still have my original Thor on display. Um, I guess I'm just a sucker for the, the Jack Kirby design. Uh, that's the Thor I grew up reading. Um, this guy is just monstrous in, in size. Like, he really is uh, gigantic. I think he's, what, about seven and a half inches tall or something like that? <clears throat> yeah, it'd be about that. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge, I think even, you know, perhaps to the top of the, the wings on his helmet is about eight inches. And I don't know, um, you know, I can remember a couple of people complaining about me being too picky when it comes to, to scale. But um, I guess for me, this guy's probably a little bit too big because um, he just towers over absolutely everybody. And um, I, I, I don't know, I guess some of these new figures are actually quite large in scale. And, and so some of these new bucks that they're bringing out are actually making some of the early figures look quite diminutive in comparison. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of this costume. Uh, I just I think this was change for change sake. I think the um, the Olivier Coipel, um suit was um, was actually a, a better suit than this one. Like the the return of Marvel Legends Thor. Um, I didn't realise how much I enjoyed it uh, until I compared it to this figure. But I mean, it, it's certainly beautifully done. It's, it's a beautiful sculpt. The face sculpt is is really really well done. The helmet is actually nicely executed. Uh, Mjolnir looks actually pretty impressive. Um, one of the things I do like is the, the articulation is very, very slick, so the bicep cuts in particular are, are almost hidden. They're so well done. Um, but, I mean, you know, if this was your first Thor figure, you, you wouldn't be disappointed. My only one thing is the uh, silver on the side of his pants. On this costume, it's meant to be on the front of the leg and the back of the leg's meant to be black, not uh, sort of split side to side. 
True. Is yeah. now, which is my one little uh, downside with him. I, I think the cape is actually very nicely done. The, the cape has that really nice drapery happening to it. There's lots of swirling going on, but it's actually not done in a really intrusive way. He would actually um, fit into your collection quite... Um, it, it wouldn't actually take up a lot of space if he doesn't have that giant cape flowing out behind him, you know, preventing other figures from standing in his vicinity. Um, now, Justin, you passed on this guy. I did. Um like you, Ben, I'm a sucker for uh, Thor in his in his Kirby uh, outfit. I looking at the shelves now. I already have two Thors on display, <laughs> and I didn't really need to get another one. Like I, I've got a massive Hulk shelf, a massive Iron Man shelf, and Spidey shelf, but I just don't know. I just don't have a. Uh, I just don't have a feel for this one. <laughs> I just like the the one we got, the first Marvel Legends Thor we got, and he is my go to Thor. He has yeah. been on the shelf since day one and has not moved. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I, same, same for me. Um, look, I'll, I'll confess right, right at the beginning of this discussion, I only picked up the wave because I really wanted the Odin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a, a dive on Thor, and uh, one, of, one of these days I'll dig out all these extra figures and either put them on eBay or, or use them for customs or something like that. But um, moving on um, to our next figure in the series uh, is something I'm not a fan of, and that's the Apology figure. Um, but by golly, if anyone needed an apology figure, it's um, it's the Scarlet Witch, and uh, wow, I, I think they nailed it. Yeah, she's a uh, beautiful, beautiful buck. Yeah, no, I think they've done a fantastic job. So this is the Moonstone buck, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. I think is the top part new. Um, possibly from the, 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 you know, the bust upwards, but I think the, uh, the bottom half is actually all moonstone with those thunder thighs. Mm. I actually could have done without the abs. <laughs> yeah. Scarlet Witch, I see her as a more sort of, uh, curvaceous sort of lady. Uh, <coughs> I could have done without the, without the, um, the abs. Hey, it's just a little personal thing. At least she doesn't have a belly button. Yeah, that's yeah. true. She could have a belly button. <laughs> Look, I think they've done a great job on the portrait. Um, I, I think the, the head sculpt, you know, with her particular headpiece uh, has been done very well. Um, the paint on mine has been really, really well applied. So, you know, she doesn't have anything sad going on there. Mm. Um, my Look, I, I think the Moonstone buck is, is really quite nice. It's, uh, it's She's certainly quite full-figured uh, the way they've done. But my only pet peeve with this particular buck um, is the boots, the feet. Oh, yeah. The impossible to stand unless she's leaning back on a cape, uh, and that's it. I mean, I've you know my um, Medusa from the, um, the the box set, the San Diego Comic Con yep. box set. Um, she won't stand up unless she's leaning on her hair. Um, mm. You know, it's absolutely required to get her to stand up. And I just think you know relying on something like the cape to get her to stand is a bit you know a bit of a See, cop I, out, really. I I can get mine to stand. Oh, you're doing better than I am. Oh. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Mine. Um, she's got tight but movable ankles. Is it are the ankles giving in on yours? Is that? Yeah, I find generally I have to put her so far forward, like leaning forward. Um, yeah, you know, she's always That's ridiculous. She's yeah. starting to look awkward because if I stand her up straight, the weight of the cape just pulls her over. Mm. So I, I think the standout for this figure, uh, in addition to you know just that that beautiful head sculpt, is the uh, packing accessories. And yes, she comes with what are they? Two little hex. Um, Hex spells are hex spells, yeah. Um, how could you uh, hex <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're, they're two little circular doodads that basically <laughs> attach to her wrist to make it look as if she's casting some of her magic. And yeah. um, from the look of it, the, there's a couple of different, um, I guess, 
um, rings that you can actually put. There's one that fits around her wrist, and there's actually a bigger set, so you suspect that this is something that's going to get reused with Doctor Strange yes. uh, and, and similar characters down the track. Look, I, I think they've done a fantastic job with this figure. I think, um, you know, this... As I said, I'm not big on apology figures, but they've done a really amazing job using that moonstone buck. The head sculpt is perfect. Um, just not quite happy with the boots, but but overall, I, I think you know she's really really well executed. You know, I did. I uh, as soon as I got her, because I got her loose from Mike, um, walked straight into the uh, collection room with purpose <laughs> and pulled the other yeah, one off, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> threw her in the in the tub and put her in her pride of place where yeah. she should be. That um, that that original figure that just uh, it's a competition I I feel between her and the Scarlet Witch as to um, uh, sorry um, Emma Frost <laughs> as to who is the fugliest action figure ever released like that just failed on every conceivable level. I uh, I I skipped that one coming out, so this is my first Scarlet Witch, and I'm quite happy and uh, <laughs> sated with that. Yeah, and she does actually come with a lot of the packing bits. She comes with Odin's head, staff, and um, the blue cape. So she, yeah, she's really um, packing the extras. So um, I, I guess you know now's as good a time as any to mention that um, this wave they've really, um, you know, while I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the selection of characters, the extras uh, are something they've really gone above and beyond. You know, we, we complained for a while there were some of those really tiny builder figures like Hip Monkey. Um, and, and Rocket that, um, you know, that Hasbro was skimping, you know, the cost of plastic, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, pretty much every character in this wave has something extra, uh, which, you know, we weren't seeing on a lot of action figures. So for her to come with, you know, that many builder figure pieces and the two hex spheres, or no, they're not spheres, discs, whatever you want to yep. call them. You know, I think they've actually done a, a pretty decent job doing that. So Yeah. All right, moving on, and next up is uh, Mr. Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye. And, um, yeah, look... <sighs> hmm. Mm. <laughs> um, this is a, a really well-executed figure as well. Uh, you know, I think it does actually look good. Um, this is a, a more modern version of the classic costume. Um, I've got the Wave 7 Hawkeye. Uh, I was lucky enough to sort of get him when he came out. Um this guy comes with uh, his bow, like a, a compound bow, and he has... Um, and I guess this is where the, the disappointment is for me with this figure, is he comes with a quiver that attaches to his back, but the arrows are permanently sort of moulded into that um, that quiver. So uh, one of the, the reasons why the original Hawkeye is such a fantastic figure is just the cleverness that um, came with those extra arrows, like with Ant-Man, um, you know, stuck on one of the, the arrows, etc., Indeed. So, um, I don't know. Eddie, what are your thoughts on this figure? Uh, I'm not too sure about you guys, but uh, my Hawkeye, the quiver doesn't actually really stay in. It's quite loose yeah. uh, in the hole um, there. So, this guy has actually probably been my slightly most disappointed one. I, too, have been lucky enough to have the original uh, classic costume Hawkeye, and I did really like him. And this one, he's just got little things like his... Reuse of the uh, Winter Soldier arm means yep. that one arm is just slightly longer than the other. Yep. That's uh, now that I've noticed it and it's caught my eye. It's, you know, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, that left forearm is considerably longer than the right forearm. I, I also find that um, whatever you call that sort of strange harness that Hawkeye has over the top that, that ends with that little bit of a tabard sort of hanging down between his legs, um, it's actually a completely separate piece. 
and uh, it's an extra piece that sits over and mine actually doesn't sit down like if I push it down it slowly sort of creeps its way back up and you know yeah. covers, covers up his neck basically um, I'll, I'll give Hasbro credit because a, a lot of people um, are chasing the original Hawkeye figure it's one of the harder Marvel Legends to come by it goes for good prices on the secondary market so you know compared to that you know, movie version that we got a few waves ago to to get people an opportunity to have a semi-classic hawkeye i think is a, a credit to them um i don't think i'll be swapping out my original figure with this one i just i i'm also you know this buck is uh, you know incredibly muscular and this is a guy who's usually fairly covered up so um yeah it's just altogether it's just not quite working for me you um, actually gave me an idea. Um, I just took his little harness thing off. Oh, yes. Without the harness, the quiver fits in perfect and holds still. So it's uh, oh, okay. that harness as well that seems to be what's causing the problem with the quiver there. Mm. Yeah, look, I think the best part about this figure is he actually comes with the builder figure torso, which is um, quite significant in its size because um, uh, he has the, the, the Odin builder figure has quite a bit of bulk to him so it's almost like you're getting an extra figure with this one um yeah look i don't know it's a it's if i didn't have a hawkeye figure i think i'd be reasonably happy with this guy uh i just don't think they've actually done enough for it to surpass the original not that that was probably their goal because you know, no one at hasbro probably gives a crap yeah. but um yeah yeah just just not quite feeling it with this guy I passed. So, I went through too much trouble to get the other one, so <laughs> yeah. it still resonates how much trouble I had to go through to get him, so I, I passed. Yeah. I well, speaking of um, speaking of bucks, which, of course, is the uh, industry toy collecting jargon for base figure, um, you're not a fan of our next character's buck, uh, in, are you, Justin? And that is um, Sentry. I'm not. Um, I am not a fan of the character itself either. Um, I have the original uh, short-haired version, and that's good enough for me. Um, the feet and the thighs on, on this buck are just, it's just off-putting to look at. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I'm still, like, like you, I'm not a fan of this buck either. I, I think they did need something in this department. They, they definitely needed a, a larger buck, but... I'm still trying to work out exactly what's not quite working. Like, I agree, you know, the feet are oversized, but it's almost as if the torso just needs to be a little bit longer or something. I'm, I'm not mm. quite sure what it is. I think it'll work for, for big villains like Tiger Shark, um, yeah, etc. Yep. For me, it's, um, the torso feels too flat. Yeah. He doesn't seem to have that sort of barrel chest with what would kind of come with that size. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I don't know that the Sentry's ever been portrayed as a particularly huge guy either, has he? Um, I guess. No, athletic. Yeah, that's right. Mm. The, the head sculpt is really nice. This is the long-haired version of the Sentry. Um, his eyes are white. Uh, and I think they've done a really good job on the, the head sculpt. This head sculpt is something I think I'll be repurposing for um, a couple of different customs. Um, I guess it depends on how it looks on a, a smaller body. Um I, I will probably replace my original Sentry with this guy just because the buck that the original Sentry came on, that, you know, that one that they used for Wonder Man and Captain Britain, mm. um, I think is pretty horrendous. Um, you know, it's got that, that grainy, grainy kind yeah. of thing going on, which no one's ever been able to explain to me. Um, but, but look, overall for me, this is not a character that I care particularly much about. I think, you know, he was introduced as a joke, um, you know, in, in Wizard Magazine and... Um, 
He's kind of hung around ever since. And, you know, I've, I've read pretty much all of the Century's appearances. I even read, you know, the various miniseries. And I just could never bring myself to really care about the character. Um, you might need to explain what Wizard Magazine is to the kids out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, for many years, Wizard Magazine was the number one um, pop culture magazine for, for comics and related things. And the Century was originally introduced as a, an April Fool's joke. They had a, 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 an interview with Stan Lee where Stan supposedly had had this character created by someone in the Marvel bullpen back in the early 60s, um, only the, you know, the character was shelved before the Marvel Universe took off and was forgotten about. Um, and then many years later, they found the original concept drawings and, and all that information and went, hey, you know, this is actually the first um, Marvel superhero of the, the new Marvel Universe, not, not including the timely characters and... Um, it all turned out to be a big joke, and then you know Marvel decided to do a miniseries and blah blah blah. And you know Brian Bendis got a hold of him and made him a mainstay of um, the Avengers. And to me, he's always just been a really cheesy Superman ripoff. And I've never really understood the whole um, you know multiple personality thing that he had, whether it was real or not. And I just didn't mm-hmm. care basically. So um, not a character I care about. But look, I think it's a, a marginal improvement on the original figure. So. I'll, uh, I'll do the swap out. Any last thoughts on that guy? No. No. <laughs> no, he did actually ship with... Um, he doesn't come with any extra bits and pieces. Uh, he's probably the weakest in terms of extras. He just comes with um, Odin's uh, left and right arm. All right, moving on. And our next character is the one that made me sit up and take notice. I think this is the one that uh, both Justin and I, you know, jumped for joy. And uh, that is Aaron Stack, or better known as X-51, the Machine Man. Mm. And um, hooray. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Um, So, you know, Machine Man has been around a long time, another Jack Kirby creation. Um, This guy comes in a really nice metallic paint job. And, um, yeah, so what are your thoughts, Justin? All right. Just, um, you're right, the metallic finish is beautiful. I mean, how... How could you go past, you know, metallic purple as a colour? It is fantastic. <laughs> and when you look at the when you look at the face, you can you can see Kirby there, can't you? But, uh, <coughs> the hard lines and the the sort of squashed in face. Yeah. The only problem I had with it was with the actual um, extendo arms to fit in that socket. Yeah. Um, it's very loose. I put a bit of green stuff in there, yeah. and it has fixed it up. But um, I don't. No, I'm still trying to work out how to pose him with his extendo arms or just put some normal hands in. Yeah, look, I generally go normal. Uh, yeah, but uh, what about you, Eddie? You a fan? Yeah, I'm a big Kirby fan, particularly when Kirby's represented in plastic, and uh, I was quite excited to get my hands on this guy uh, as well. And I've actually gone with uh, doubling up the extender piece into one super long arm. So <laughs> I have one arm extended and one arm normal. Nice. Man, I don't nice. even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> the things you learn on the Action Figure Blues podcast. Um, so this guy uses that really muscular buck um, that, that we've been seeing, you know, more recently uh, on people like Cyclops from the um, the X Men wave, and I think they used it for Black Panther, didn't they? The new Black Panther. Yes, they yep. did. Uh, a few things like that. So this guy is really, really muscular. Some. Look, I think looking at the figure, he looks perfectly fine, but given that this guy is actually a robot slash android slash whatever, an artificial person, I don't know that the excessively muscular buck was actually necessary. 
Um, I mean, it, it, it is working, but um, I think if I was to ever do a, a custom of Machine Man, I probably wouldn't have chosen a buck like um, like this. I probably would have gone for one of the other ones. But um, look, it's, it's working for me. I think the silver paint that sort of highlights uh, around his biceps, his neck, and his um, uh, and the top of his kind of boots, I guess, has been you know a bit bit haphazard in its application. But um, overall, the metallic paint really makes this this figure pop. And I think um, what is fun about this character is I just look at him and all I can think of is is all the extra bits that I could attach to this guy and you know almost anything you could think of any extra bits you've got laying around in your bits box where you could swap out an arm for a sonic device or mm. some kind of a jet pack or something like that I mean really you know the um the, the options are limitless in terms of customizing this guy so if I can find this guy locally I'll be tempted to pick up uh, a second one just so that I can have a play with some of that really cool stuff. Um, X-51, we haven't seen a lot of him in the last few years. I think um, his, his most recent sort of run was in the uh, Red She-Hulk comic where she was um, getting around with the Machine Man and he had, um, yeah, quite a good run in that comic. I like how they've put wire in the actual bendy bits. It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, not, you don't expect it these days, but they've gone the extra yard there as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as Eddie mentioned, he comes with uh, two extendy arms where you basically take his, uh, his, well, his hands out of the, um, the wrist joint and, um, out of yeah, that socket. And then you've got these two sort of bendy arms on long cables kind of thing that, uh, that pop in there so that he looks, he's doing a, an extendy punch sort of thing. Very so, Inspector Gadget. Yes, very inspector. Yes, good point. So, um, yeah, look, what you're basically getting there is two extra, two extra arms, and he also comes with um, the builder figure arms of uh, King Thor, uh, both the left and right arms for that guy. So, um, I, I don't know that it's much competition, but this is definitely the standout figure of the wave for me. So, agreed. <laughs> very nice. I, my, mine's another one, but we're coming. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, young Daniel Rand, who uh, big, uh, big, big, big favourite of mine growing up as a wee lad when I got into Power Man and Iron Fist. And uh, Daniel Rand goes by the name Iron Fist, and this figure's been coming for a long time. This is one of those ones that was shown by Hasbro some time ago, but never quite uh, made it into uh, an earlier wave, so we're only just getting him now. So this is uh, Iron Fist in his modern costume, which is a variation of his original uh, green and gold. And this is his white and gold. Now, this um, this buck is one that has been around a long time. Um, I think they often refer to it as the Quicksilver buck, but mm-hmm. um, doesn't it doesn't it even go back as far as Captain Marvel? Yeah, it was either the same buck uh, got swapped between companies, or they repurposed some of it. But yeah, it was a Captain Marvel one originally, yeah. and possibly even. Bullseye? Another? No, I don't think it was Bullseye, but I feel I could be thinking of um, Yellow Jacket, who was a Hasbro one. Yeah, it would have been Captain Marvel. I think Captain Marvel was a toy biz, so I can't think of anyone earlier than him. And um, we've seen it used you know, over and over again since then on, on people like um, Guardian and characters like that. So um, the, the the reason why this buck stands out is you've got that. Um, double articulation in the shoulders so it allows you to bring the the character's arms a a bit further around towards the chest Um, quite a nice idea i actually don't mind i heard they were retiring this buck um it's probably looks a a bit dated compared to like the one they use for machine man but um i I don't mind it um i'm not a fan of danny in this particular costume i think i can understand why the um 
the dude in the slippers needed to be updated a little bit in the Marvel Universe, but um, I think what they could have done is gone to this particular costume, um, but left it as green and gold. I think, you know, they could have left lost the, the yellow slippers and the, the, you know, the big collar that he had uh, and still maintain the colour scheme. But anyway, um, so, you know, Danny's pretty simple. He's got a, a little extra that goes around his waist that's, uh, you know, the, um, the sash that's tied around his waist has probably been reused over and over again. Um, but I think the standout for this dude, far and away, has got to be the, the multiple hands. So... Yeah, they could have saved a lot of time and effort and just made that little pin through the top as well, couldn't they? They could have achieved the same sort of thing for a couple of those hands. But, I mean, like you said, the pack-ins are pretty impressive for this wave. So, yeah. uh, so what are your thoughts, Eddie? Yeah, I, yeah, he's one that um, I agree with you. I would have preferred uh, the green costume, even if they had done him in the green with the black dragon and mm. still could have listed him as Iron Fist, but uh, the fans would know it's uh, awesome um instead but uh yeah it's always a weird costume for me he got hit by a magic blast and the colors changed on his outfit and he just seemed to stick with it with, yeah, with right. <laughs> um so it's a bit of a weird one i do quite like him and as you said the different hands and that but um me the problem goes back to the buck and it's that vulture neck that he kind of has yeah with it yeah. with the neck's kind of sticking at a weird um angle so i do like him but yeah i feel like he's a bit he does feel a bit dated and outside of this wave yeah i I think the socket in his head needs to be a bit deeper so that that head sits a bit lower on the the neck peg um because he he does seem to be getting yeah that sort of sticking out head but sitting on a really large neck um but look i think you know this is a a really nice looking figure the gold is well done it's it's a pretty simple paint job to do the dragon is well applied on his chest um but yeah the definitely the the standout of the swap out hands because you get eight hands all up which i think has got to be a record for hasbro um you get uh, a set of fists left and right you get a set of karate chop hands uh left and right you get a set of sort of like open um you know slightly curled fingers uh and i think the last ones we'd probably call the pressing palms or something mm. in, a, in a very sort of kung fu type of, uh, of pose, which um, looks pretty neat. Um, monkey claw? I always called it monkey claw. As a monkey claw? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Monkey claw. Let's, let's run with that. Um, I actually had a lot of fun with the hands. I, I was swapping them out uh, into different poses, and, you know, and every time I, I did it, I thought, oh, I'll just try one more, and I'd go, oh, yeah, that's my favourite. I'll stick with that. Oh, I'll just try one more. Oh, that came out pretty well. I'll stick with that. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty neat. I think they did, did quite well. Again, you know, uh, I think, you know, if they, they really wanted to bring this costume out, then a running change wouldn't have been too much to ask for, where um, you had the opportunity to get either the, you know, the white or the green. But, um, oh, well, anyway, that's just uh, my thoughts. Um, he also comes with uh, one of the legs to the Builder figure. And then we have Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, you ask. Didn't he die of cancer? No, we're talking about the other Captain Marvel, the one who seems to... Um, oh, Monica. Some... Yeah, that's, that's right, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Scott would be on the show if uh, that were the case. Um, this Carol Danvers is one of those people who has perplexed me over the years because she's always been there in one way shape or way you know form shape whatever of another but i think it was um brian bendis who took a, a real liking to this character as well as spider woman and, and has therefore um you know pimped the crap out of him 
during uh, his run on Avengers and stuff. And uh, we only just got a Miss Marvel figure in the three pack from Toys R Us, and now we've got another um, another Carol. So really, if you're a fan of Carol, you've got uh, plenty of choice in in terms of which version you want to display. Um, I don't know. Is this uh, is this your figure of the way, Betty? This actually is. I'm a. Uh, I do quite like uh, Carol Danvers as a character, um, and it was a lot of the Bendis run that uh, put me in. Which he's been quite uh, vocal in saying that he wrote this character um, based a lot on his own wife. Um, which some of the lines, when you go back reading it with that knowledge, you can definitely see um, they might have had a fight or two that week. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do. And I actually I'm quite a big fan of this outfit redesign for her when she did go from being Miss Marvel to Captain Marvel, and she's one of my favourite uh, female superheroes. So I was uh, very happy to finally get this outfit in hand and with uh, two swappable heads. So the mm. nice armored head and um, the non cow head. And I'm also a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan, uh, which kind of sounds like I'm jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> but um, uh, I was also glad to have another one completing off that team. Absolutely. So, Justin, you, did you pick up this figure? I did. And yeah, what, uh, what was the impetus behind that? The uh, the armored head. Oh, okay. <laughs> Too good to pass up on. That's a pack in, and that's why I wanted Captain Marvel. All right. Is uh, that, that because of the actual character, or you've got some custom plans, or? Oh no, no, it's the actual character. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, yeah, look, I I quite enjoy this costume. I I, I actually think you know. Female superheroes cop a lot of criticism because uh, most of them are designed by men, and so over the years we've seen some pretty you know shonky costumes uh, given to females. And you know this to me says you know if um, a modern woman became a superhero, this is the kind of costume she'd have. Um, and, and I do like it. I think it's a nice tribute to the original Captain Marvel as well. Um, the paint is particularly well applied on mine, so that that sort of star on her chest and the way it um, branches out with the um, I don't know whatever you call those yellow streaks, um, but they're well applied. I think where this figure suffers a little bit is um, the the lineup of those lines when you move her arms. <laughs> oh yeah. If you move her too far down, they get completely out of alignment and they look a bit odd. But the um, the yellow dots on the side of her boots are, are quite well done. Um, look, I I'd much prefer Carol as um, Miss Marvel. Yeah, I do actually. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's the, uh, the the sexist part of me that just likes her in that sort of skimpy outfit. But that's just the the outfit I've known her um, in for you know, except for when she was in her binary phase. <laughs> um, and I was actually a big fan of her in her binary phase, so I would have been quite happy with a binary figure. Um, but look, I you know, I think the way um, you know a, a lot of this merchandise is moving to reflect what's happening in the comics what's happening in the movies i think this was pretty much a given uh, and you can see why they've actually included her um she actually comes pretty kitted out as well she has you know as eddie mentioned there's the the swap out head which is the the armored um, head version with the mohawk um she also comes with a a little kind of energy add-on that you can put over her fist so it looks as if she's doing a nice big sort of energy punch um, and she comes with the various builder figure pieces. She comes with the red cape, which we'll talk about uh, in a minute. Uh, the King Thor head, and uh, oh, I'm going to get the pronunciation wrong here, but is it you know Yarnborn the axe? Yeah, it's better Sounds than good. I could have done. <laughs> <laughs> um, which um, yeah, look, I'll, I can talk about now, but um, I think the axe is horribly undersized. 
I was actually quite surprised when I uh, when I got my hands on it. Um, the way it's portrayed in the comics, it's this you know huge honking axe that he's had for you know a couple of thousand years. But um, when I took it out of the the package, it's this tiny little kind of thing that gets dwarfed in his hand. It's weird, isn't it? So, they went yeah. overboard with everything else, but uh, kept the axe a tiny size. Yeah. Also, uh, generally in the comic, it's a bit more ceremonial in its design. It's not yeah. it's just wooden club and um, axe piece. Yeah, absolutely. So. But it's, um, I'm glad, glad to finally get it. But, yeah, I, I wonder if – because it's only fairly new in the comics. So I wonder if yeah. it's something that they hinted to Hasbro was coming and was going to play a huge part uh, in events and whether they had an early design of it or something because it is quite different. Yeah. So for these people who aren't up to speed on their comic reading, um, Thor was deemed unworthy to, um, to, to you know, wield Mjolnir. Um, that came out of, um, uh, what was that, crappy... Uh, original Sin. Original Sin, yes. We, we still don't know why he's unworthy. Um, and someone else has actually picked up the hammer and become Thor, and so Thor's still getting around uh, calling himself Odin's son and um, is armed with his axe. And uh, if you haven't read Jason Aaron's run on Thor, uh, it is absolutely worthwhile. It is um, one of the best. I've been reading Thor since probably the mid-'80s, and um, this is one of the, the best runs we've seen in years. Oh, I really, really enjoyed Jason Aaron's take on Thor, so... Um, well, I guess we'll get to that now. Uh, that is the, the last of our, uh, our individual figures, and now we get to the Builder figure. And um, oh, I guess I, I really wanted Odin out of this wave. Um, I'm sure if you you know hunt around on the Action Figure Blues forum uh, long enough, you'll probably find a couple of posts dating back about five or six years where I was complaining um, about various builder figures and saying that I thought you know Odin was a uh, you know a, a, a sure thing for a builder figure. It was it should be a sure thing for a builder figure. It's someone that um, everyone would probably want in their collection and they could make the wave around it. You know, Asgardian related, but um, haven't quite uh, achieved that. I mean, I would have loved to have seen this wave feature you know Heimdall or, or some of the Warriors Three, which. Uh, who knows? Could still be be coming, but um, look, the the builder figure is Odin or King Thor, who's a character that's appearing in Jason Aaron's run of Thor. And I don't know about you, Eddie, but I when I I build Odin, he's a f- a fantastic figure, but I feel like he was the secondary choice after King Thor. Yeah, no, I uh, definitely get that feeling. I mean, the body buck. Uh, is King Thor. His chest, his legs, his gauntlets. Uh, it's pretty much uh, the head and the Odin sword and the staff are the only things that really make this guy Odin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One thing I thought was quite amusing is um, I did a couple of um, searches for reference pictures on um, on, on Google and um, they show different photos at different events like the San Diego Comic-Con and um, I saw Odin with both the blue and the red cape and um, and I've seen King Thor with both the red and the blue cape. So I don't think anyone's got a really consistent approach into, into how they portray him. So the good thing about this, um, the, the two builder figures use the same torso, the same legs, um, one arm is similar 
And what you then do is you switch out the left arm, the head, and um, the, the, the weapons, I guess. Now, we did mention that there are a couple of capes as um, pack-ins. There's a, a blue cape and a red cape that are absolutely identical. So you've actually got your choice of, uh, of which one that you want to display him with. I've gone for the blue cape because on, on Odin, because um, you know Thor has the red cape, and I just wanted to differentiate them in my collection. What about you, Eddie? Uh, yeah, I've got him displayed as uh, Odin. And I went the blue cape just to differentiate it from Thor because it's actually the same cape on Thor as well. So yeah. we got it three times this way. <laughs> um, but I've actually gone with the, I forget the name of it. I know it's been nicknamed Destroyer Arm, even though it's not the actual Destroyer Armor. Um, yeah. But uh, I've actually gone with the Destroyer Arm still, even with my Odin, just for that more armored look. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think the, the implication was at one stage that it was part of the Destroyer, but uh, and it still could be, but the um, the current Thor in the Marvel Universe has had his arm severed by a Malekith, the Dark Elf, and so he's had his arm left arm rebuilt using um, the same material that Mjolnir is made from, so he's got a, a metal left arm, but um, they kind of imply in the future with King Thor that his left arm is uh, is actually that from the Destroyer. So, um, yeah, there's a bit of a reference there. Now, Justin, you didn't actually go this far. Was there any uh, any major reason for that? Um, just nothing there screams um, Odin to me at all <laughs> in that armour. If I'm going to make an Odin, he's going to be regal. He's going to be gold, uh, bright red and blue when I uh, customise him on a King Thor Walmart Wave Thor, I think it was, yep. from a couple of years ago. Somehow in- ended up with three of those, so... <laughs> I'll uh, Fair get around to butchering one up and uh, make my own Odin. <laughs> now, I've already seen this figure modded quite heavily. Um, I've seen versions of this figure where they've swapped out the left and right arms with um, armoured arms. Mm. Uh, I've seen one person who's already painted that um, the, the silver or the metallic torso gold. To, to give it that more regal feel. And, uh, look, I think if you painted that gold and you painted his um, his boots slash greaves, you know, whatever you want to call them, um, gold, I actually think that would make a, a huge difference. Definitely. Yeah. Look, I, I actually think this builder figure is fantastic. I haven't been impressed with some of the other builder figures, uh, you know, things like the... Um, Hit monkey. You know, <laughs> well, the ult- ultimate green goblin, and that is just something that I had absolutely no interest in whatsoever. Mm. Um, so, you know, I actually think this was quite a, a good win. You know, this is something I've been crowing about for quite some time, so I guess I needed to put my money where my mouth is and, and pick this up. Um, look, I, I actually think the head sculpt on this figure is um, is actually quite nice. I think they've got a bit confused as to what they were trying to do with the helmet because he's got both wings and horns. But um, one of the things I noticed with this guy is um, there's actually quite a lack of additional paint apps. So, you know, his helmet is painted gold and gold only. There's there's no sort of highlight on, on any of that. Um, that kind of, you know, leather um, skirt type thing that's hanging down, they haven't really gone for much of a wash on that either. Uh, there's a few places where they just seem to have cut a few corners. The capes are moulded in a single-coloured plastic without an additional wash. So, um, yeah, a bit disappointing, I think, and I think if you're a customiser, you might be tempted just to, to touch this guy up a bit. So, but uh, overall, very pleased to have him in my collection, uh, even if it meant getting another Hawkeye, uh, etc. And yep. uh, overall, I'm a lot happier with the wave than I thought I'd be. Yeah, I agree. I just uh, didn't go all in because I've, I've got those duplicates of the characters, but uh, I agree. It's a it's a very good wave. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a wave that's uh, impressed me more having it in hand than I was when it was first announced. Yeah, yeah. And look, if I could get a wave that included, you know, all those characters like the Machine Man, you know, without additional... Like, I, I just think if this is going to be the future of Marvel Legends where I'm going to have to get an additional Captain America, I'm going to have to get another Iron Man, I'm going to have to get another, you know... Oh, actually, it won't be a Wolverine now, will it? Now that uh, no. Ike has had his little um, brain fart. Yeah, uh, Sabretooth. Yeah, well, that's, that's right. So, yeah, it's a bit disappointing for me between, you know, characters that nobody asked for um, as well as some of these apology figures that keep coming. Um, so, I don't know. We, we shall see with the uh, the next wave. Yeah, I almost had to trick myself into now I almost think of it as Toy Biz Marvel Legends is the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and then this new Hasbro is the reboot and um, yeah. I almost got to separate the two in my mind to not get too frustrated when I see the announcements. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, good stuff, guys. I, uh, I quite enjoy talking about Marvel Legends and uh, do it every opportunity. Indeed. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our discussion topic, and uh, we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. The signal goes out. The ferocious feline is on the prowl. But Bruce Wayne's custom coupe is loaded with surprises. Batman returns. What was that? It's Batman. Captain But Batman's unstoppable. No, I'm not. Batman strikes back. Captain, Batman returns. Bruce Wayne figure included with custom coupe. Other figures sold separately. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you, and if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. And our first piece of feedback I'm going to read out, and it's from Darkguard, who is uh, a bit of a regular, so hey, Darkguard, and uh, he goes on to say, Deja vu, or was the red card so bad we needed to hear it twice? The red card segment played twice for me in iTunes. Now, this was in regard to episode 160, and he was correct. That was a glitch, and Scotty has done the quick whip around and actually fixed that, and a new version of 160 is up on iTunes now. So thank you for bringing that to our attention because I certainly didn't get a chance to listen to it as soon as it went up. So thank you very much, Dark Guard. And, Eddie, you've got one. Yep, I've got one from David McCusker. Uh, hey guys, I love the show. I discovered it, uh, when you were mini episodes in and went back and listened to them all. This is the podcast that I most look forward to every week. Anyway, a few weeks ago, you mentioned the supply of black series six inch. Greedo was finally starting to dry up around your parts and I was quite jealous. I attached a photo of six inch black figures at Target store near me. There were 17 figures on the pegs, 10 Greedos, six slave layers, one hand solo. Most stores around me are not quite clogged with Greedos and slave layers, uh, but they're close. Take care guys. Thanks so much for the great podcast week in and week out. Cool. Thanks David. Thanks, Thank you. man. Hopefully they should start to be uh, drying up soon. I noticed today that uh, Target had put their black six-inch on the uh, clearest clearance bin stuff. Yeah. So they're hitting $18 now, and the Jabber and Speeder Bikes are hitting 35 Nice. So, I think Slave Layer's all but gone in my area. I'm seeing quite a few hands, but a lot of um, Obi-Wans. 
Yeah, mine's yeah. Obi-Wan and Bespin Luke. So. Yeah, yeah. They seem to be... Yeah, so oh, obviously they are moving, which I guess is nice. Well, fantastic. All right, gents. That brings us to the end of another show. Thank you. Thanks, Hooray. and uh, thanks for persevering with all the technical issues behind the scenes. Oh, was... I think it's pretty much a regular for us. <laughs> it is. <Yeah. laughs> hey, and have you noticed when Scott's not on the show, my Skype hasn't played up? Yeah, yeah. that's true. I think there's something to it. So, yeah, maybe he's a magnet. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all right, well, let's wrap things up and say goodbye. And uh, John's been a bit unwell this week, so thinking about your buddy. Hope uh, you're going okay and take it easy. And um, Take it easy, John. Yeah, we'll uh, see you next week. There. Bye. Goodbye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter, at AFBlues, and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening.